0: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven of On Our Turf. This week, we're going to be just kind of giving an update about what's been going on in our lives, on our courses, and looking ahead to the next two weeks when all three of us have some pretty exciting events coming up. I'm curious, first off, what the weather has been like in sunny California for the last couple of weeks, because here in Alberta, it has been anything but. So please share your weather updates with me. Well, that was so spooky. (laughs)
1: Jules, you can go first.
2: (laughs) Well, here in Santa Cruz, it's been anything but sunny. It's been wet. I was having a conversation with Phil the other day, and I think he said we got 14.2 inches of rain for the year, which starts technically in September, so we got like 12.2 total if we're excluding October, so like since mid-December, we've got over 10 inches of rain. Oh
0: my goodness.
2: Which is a lot, that's a lot of rain. Um, We got an inch on Tuesday last Tuesday so that's great and then over the weekend we're supposed to get like three inches of rain so it's been wet and rainy and kind of like the weird rainy humidness that happens in Santa Cruz but it's also gets like windy and chilly so it's not really the most pleasant feeling yeah is it any different in San Francisco area Cassidy
1: yeah It is actually drastically different. So, I'm in Pleasant Hill, which we are on the other side of like the hills, the Berkeley Hills. I don't know what their official name is, but they divide us from the cities. And so, because of that divide, we don't get quite as much rain. It usually breaks up before it gets to us. As I said, like I'm not as close to the water where a little bit storms get broken up. So, it's just not quite as wet. Currently, year to date, We're at just over six inches, and that's since September. And the average here is about nineteen, I believe. So we're on track for that. Um, and it's just been wet. I mean, the course is wet. Where we haven't mowed fairways in a hot second, like it's just kind of chilly, clammy. There is no sun here in California right now,
2: Natalie.
1: (laughs) But. It's warmer than what's going on back east and up in Canada. So every time that I see that, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we had some pretty record breaking temperatures move in through the last couple weeks in an uh, unfavorable way. So we dropped down to minus fifty celsius with the wind chill a couple nights Um, we were sitting at like minus 35 to minus 40 snow wind chill so we had a lot of um people's cars not starting um to get towed or to get a battery boost you had to wait over a hundred hours from like ama uh 25.4 centimeters of snow (laughs) That's been a lot to deal with as well, because on top of the freezing cold weather, we got 10 inches of snow basically in the last like week, because there wasn't really much going on before in the month. Uh, unfortunately for us, with our bent grass and the timing that we're looking at for things burning off, we can't risk leaving that coverage on there, so we will be clearing greens starting on Monday. Everyone asks what we do over the winter at golf courses in Canada. This is it. We clear snow. When do you guys usually open? Weather permitting plus a little bit of a buffer. Because we're private, we kind of have the luxury of saying we're not quite ready yet. And so we get a little bit more of a grace period. Mm -hmm. But there are courses that will open with snow still on the ground. Yeah, there's a few public courses nearby, like Fox Hollow. They're kind of known for being first open, last to close. And we were golfing in December still here. So we had very little snow cover and the temperatures were really mild. And now it's gone the complete opposite direction. So I am right now kind of foreseeing a later spring opening just because... If this sticks around and if these temperatures kind of stay where they are, it's gonna take a really long time to warm up and for the ground to start to thaw, those sorts of things. And if courses aren't in the condition that they want coming out of the spring, that'll take some time too to see if they can give it time to come back or if we have to seed or sod or something like that to try and help out. Last year, we had a pretty bad year with winter kill in the area. It was, like, well known that a lot of courses were dealing with it. So, and that's caused by prolonged snow and ice coverage, right? So, we're kind of looking at the same. And another consideration that is kind of also going on at the same time is because we had such a dry, mild October, November, and December. And just now, we're starting to get a little bit of snowfall. a really big concern about everyone, environmentalist legislators and all that kind of stuff, farmers, us, is the water table levels, because they are very, very low. And we kind of rely on huge dumps of snow, especially in the mountains, for the runoffs into our creeks, where we pull the water from. They are already talking, I was listening to the radio today, about water restrictions for, like, immediately for the spring. And continuing all through the summer because we're anticipating like really low water levels in the rivers wow yeah fun times in in alberta right now
1: i mean water is such a hot topic anywhere but definitely felt that here in california you know i was excited when i moved out here because California had just had this record-breaking winter that they had that ended their 10-year drought. You know, I didn't hear anything about drought this summer. Like, there was no drought restrictions. There was nothing. I want to see that happen again for this year so that I don't have to worry about a drought while I live in California, selfishly. But I don't know that that will happen. Julian, what's the difference in terms of water conversation from your time in LA versus Santa Cruz?
2: Big difference. In LA, it rained once when I was there and it was, we got like 1.2 inches, which is a lot. It's definitely (laughs) a lot of rain for a span of, you know, less than 24 hours, but that was all the rain I saw in nine months of being there. Whereas in Santa Cruz, you can get through kind of six months of the year, which is your late spring, summer, fall. And then the winter time, it's very known as the rain season. So it's like the talk of how much water you're using. And at Paso Tiempo, it's a little different because we use reclaim water. But there's still a lot of people that comment on the amount of water that's used. But it's kind of like you give and you get back because of the amount that it rains in the wintertime. In LA, it doesn't really rain like that. So the, wa- the topic of water and how much you're using or... How much you're not using and the restrictions that are put in place. When I was there in the summertime, we went under water restrictions. There was a certain time where you couldn't run irrigation heads. And the club I was at was very visible from these high rise apartments. So you, these people would see water running and they would call and be like, Why are you running water? Like, why is this going on? And it's like, Well, you know, we're following the restrictions, but the topic of water is so much bigger down there because there's no rain. There's nothing to fill that void of, okay, you're, you have these six months out of the year where you have to run water, but it's like 12 months out of the year where they're not getting the record amount of rain that Northern California got last year, which Santa Cruz is a microclimate. So like you said earlier, Cassidy, how you have significantly less water as we do, I think last year we hit like 76 inches by the end of March, maybe beginning of April, which was like a record high. I believe it was in the 70s. So it might be 72, but it was that's a lot of rain to get. So you think about all of that water, and then you go into your summertime months where you're using all of that water. And it's like, yeah, people might be like, oh, my God, you're watering so much why are there irrigation heads all the time and then that kind of flips in their brain when it's january february and it's dumping rain like nobody's business and they just completely forget that we were running water in the summertime whereas la it's very different it's dry there's not enough water to keep everybody happy so there are restrictions and there are a lot more judgy comments and people that are against the usage of water on golf courses
0: Interesting so I'm curious how our c- sort of current weather events that we're all experiencing have really affected the day-to-day on the golf course and like what you maybe kind of expected your falls to look like and what they turned into in comparison. Well right now for
1: us you know not just growing everything's growing just a little bit so we weren't we weren't mowing greens every day anyway. and now we're going a little bit further in between mows and just you know brushing greens rolling them blowing them off that kind of stuff in between the rain has definitely made things a lot softer and we've also been using this time to get a lot of seed and mulch down so that you know since we're still having so much precipitation it can just start germinating all that seed and fill in our spots that we've been having. So that's been a big project. Uh, but other than that, it's been nice because it hasn't been necessary to be on the golf course every day. Like we have just redone our shop, um, finished my painting project this week and painted all of the offices and we put in new flooring, a new flooring and new baseboards. So we are, it is a whole new building. And with having so much focus on that, it's been nice that the golf course is kind of just self-sufficient and there's really not that much to do aside from daily maintenance and checking in on things and then slowly starting some new projects that can get done before summertime when we have chase after greens and be watering a lot more. So that's really di- the difference. Uh, in terms of rain though, I've been finding that Obviously, like, I've heard so many comments about how, like, meteorologists are the ones who, like, you can be wrong in that profession and get paid and, like, be good at it, right? And it's crazy here. Like, there was this one morning where it wasn't even supposed to rain and we got a tenth of an inch, but it's 4.10 a.m. And it was, like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like, and uh, so that's been a little bit different. Just the inconsistencies and measurements and... It hasn't been so overwhelming, but it's definitely noticeable in my opinion.
2: Yeah, so I agree with the meteorologists because Tuesday night, they said we were going to get 0.4 and we got an inch. Very, very big difference between those. But the one thing about Pasatiempo is right now we are half new greens, half old greens. Our new greens are sand-based. They're great. They drain wonderfully. They don't you know, got puddles all over the place. They're not squishy and spongy, whereas the back nine um, is a little different. Very wet. The greens, they're POA as well, not bankrass. grass. So. And they're 100 years old. So they don't really drain the best. So when it comes to like, what, how we mow and roll, I think we put a roller on the back nine earlier this week, and we probably won't put one on. For a little bit because we have this big rainstorm coming and with the front nine greens we're not going to roll them necessarily because we try to keep them on the same schedule as the back nine as best we can but we don't want to cause any damage from the amount of water that we've gotten so we've kind of just been mowing when we can our fairways i remember either it was this week or, earlier, or earlier last week we mowed them because they were the same height as the rough and the rough was like five inches tall because it had rained so much and you know when it the grass is way too long and like the fairway units kind of like can only really cut half of it because all of the clip builds up in the reels so we had like multiple buffalo blowers going down each fairway but like Half of the fairways were already so wet that the buffalo blowers were, like, just moving all over the place, but we had to cut them. So it's kind of just been, like, gauging when we can perform maintenance on specific tasks, like mowing fairways, mowing rough, because of how wet it is. And generally, the golf course does drain very well, but not when you get more than an inch in a span of 12 hours, because that's just a lot of water. So we've been doing, like, kind of little tasks. I've been doing irrigation audits for the past two weeks, replacing all back nozzles and 360s, checking every single adjustment of every head that isn't a 360. My fingers are raw at this point from just adjusting heads and then just doing little detail work that we wouldn't necessarily do in the summertime because there's more important things to do in the summertime. So, like, weeding, like mulched areas, some bunker maintenance, just kind of like little tasks that will help us when we are sunny and beautiful again in the spring summertime. and kind of prepping us for when we have to close the back nine. But it's kind of like chill and low-key now. Like it's the rain season. It's like our winter. It's like our off-season. There's not a lot of pressure to complete all of these tasks. And we're doing some drainage projects here and there but it's pretty chill. It's just really freaking wet. And I did fall on my ass this week on a fairway that felt like I was walking on a waterbed. So (laughs) if you need that visualization in your head, there you go.
1: (laughs) That's so funny because, um, we've also been really wet, not as wet as you are, but, um, a couple of, I think it was two weeks ago now I was mapping a fairway and I thought that I'd missed this one little spot where I was like that's gonna be wet and I hit it and I fell and I popped up so fast because I did not want anyone to see me sitting there on the ground in the mud and a member saw me later with like mud on my leg and he was like that's not a good look and I was like well I didn't anticipate falling down today (laughs) like sometimes things just happen I'm sorry my khakis have a little mud on the knee but it is what it is And you just continue but yeah we've also been doing some drainage projects to get those in there and see some benefits from them but not tell us more about cold wintry canada
0: (laughs) during snow we have sidewalks that border the golf course that we're responsible for clearing and then also making sure the clubhouse stays clear because the members are still there every day playing in the sims and stuff like that so we just have to take care of those things every day we have a lot of course accessories that we take care of ourselves. They get sanded down and restained or painted, that sort of thing. So we were lucky because the weather was so mild that we were able to keep a lot of staff until way later in the year than typical. Usually we lay off people around mid-October just because that's when the snow comes and we can't have people, like we can't justify having staff when that's going on. but. We really didn't get snow until Christmas this year. So we had staff until the second week of December, which was a huge difference for us and kind of a benefit, kind of difficult. Um, We've undergone a staged bunker renovation for the last couple of years. So this was our second year tearing out and redoing a whole bunch of bunkers on the Talons course side. And at the same time, we took the opportunity to resurface two of our greens. We were tank watering those the first week of December still, because we just had no, there was no precipitation whatsoever. So uh, things were really dry and we were trying to stay on top of that. It was a bit of a scramble, but because we had staff in, they were able to help take care of some of that course accessory work in the morning before we could get on turf when it was still frosty. So that really helped us out going into where we kind of are now, which is our winter season. So we're still we're still taking care of all of the snow removal, those sorts of things. Like I mentioned, we're going to have to start clearing greens to make sure that our bent grass stays alive over the next few months. And then we are kind of moving into our hiring season right now as well. So during this time of year, we do a lot of desk work, Um, We're updating all of our standard operating procedure documents. We're taking care of a few things that we need to tackle. Our bridges are due for some recertification with the province because we don't own the water or the creek bank. We just own the, the land around it. So we're taking care of that. Our pump house is undergoing a renovation. That's taken up a lot of people's time. And uh, we're renewing our Audubon certification as well. So I'm taking that on. And next week we have 14 interviews scheduled. So we are jumping right into hiring. Because we operate seasonally and we lay people off, we also have to hire every year. So right now it's looking like we're going to have to hire quite a bit. And that takes up a ton of time because we book out an hour for each interview. It takes half an hour to 40 minutes to do them, tour them around the shop, that sort of thing. And then we kind of debrief and do the next person. And if you're hiring, let's say hypothetically, we have a 50% turnover rate, that's 30 people that we need to hire. So right there, that's only 30 hours, but I'm sure both of you know, not all of your interviews are winners. So you do have to kind of wade through a lot of those. And we get about 250 applications every year for our Greenskeeper positions. So it just takes a lot of time to read through all of those resumes and make sure that we're really seeking out the best people for our position. So that's kind of the season that we're in right now. And in less than a month and a half, we'll probably look at bringing some of our staff back, our foremen, and those sorts of people that are kind of looking to take on some spring projects and then most of our most of our key staff are going to be back kind of mid-April. So it seems like it's far away right now, but it's going to go so quickly with kind of us being in the winter season now finally.
1: It's exciting at least that you can start looking ahead towards spring.
0: It is. Yeah. I I think that everyone's looking forward to it. I know. I know when we were at the AGSA conference at the end of November, the general sentiment was that everyone just wanted fall to end. They were so sick of it. We were all so sick of watering greens and truck watering and tank watering because everyone blew out their irrigation system in October when the ground started to freeze and then we still had almost two full months with no precipitation, which is really rare for us. We're usually snow covered. So it was a lot of work and people were ready for staff to take their time off. People were ready to kind of move into their office work. And it really is a nice balance having this time during the like late fall and winter to sort of reset and take a little bit of a breather before you're back into the summer months. But. I know that we're all staying booked over the winter. We have some exciting things coming up. So we wanted to provide an update on kind of what's currently going on, but also look ahead because this will be the last episode that releases before our break. So we will not be releasing an episode Tuesday the 30th, and we won't be recording in a traditional sense but we will still be providing content because the three of us are going to be at some very exciting in-person events and for the first time since july we'll be seeing each other all three of us in person so we're very excited about that we're already looking forward to it it's only a week away and julian um since you're doing something a little bit different than cassidy and i are during our week off why don't you start us off and tell us kind of what you're looking forward to about the week?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to the GCSAA 2024 conference and trade show, which is Monday the 29th through Thursday the 1st. So, end of January through the 1st of February. I'm very excited. This will be my third conference. I'm taking four seminars. I thought I was taking more, but I think I limited my budget to four. Um, I'll be there all week and I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite, not only networking events, but it's a, my, one of my favorite ways to continue my education and just see people that I haven't seen in a really long time. And we've already made some posts to socials kind of about conference and some other events that we're doing. But I want to say, if you see me, please come and say hi. If you listen to the pod and- You want to say, hello, how are you doing? It would really make my day. And I'll even have some choice amounts of stickers if you guys are interested in stickers. But yeah, I'm really excited for it. And I get to see my dad, which is like the biggest, maybe one of the main reasons that I like going to conference. But I get a little vacation to do the one thing that I really love in this life and then spend four days with my dad which is great because then he can just pay for all of my food, which is (laughs) another great benefit to it. But both of you are kind of doing the same thing, but maybe different locations. Cassie, what are you excited for this coming week?
1: Yeah. So I will be going down to Monterey to go to the AT&T Pro-Am and t pro am but I'm only working the part at Spyglass Hill. So I'm excited to see another golf course, to see Spyglass in the daytime and to see the entirety of it. Pretty stoked about that. Uh, And unfortunately I won't be working any of the actual Pro-Am when it moves to Pebble Beach because my very good friend Audrey is getting married in Columbus, Ohio on Saturday. So I will be flying out there to go to her wedding instead of doing more golf. So. I'm really hoping that, you know, it's sunny while I'm down there. (laughs) I feel like that might be a shot in the dark, but this is my second chance for Monterey. And if it doesn't, if it's not sunny this time, I'm not coming back. (laughs) And I mean that Um, July really broke me in a sense because, you know, it's the 4th of July, so fun. They gave us beanies with red, white, and blue on them. And quite honestly, I am not a beanie girl in July. I I don't do that. So yeah, maybe February will be better. January, February will be better. Um, but I'll be at Spyglass. Not You're going to be at Pebble.
0: I have to agree, wearing a toque in July was not something I expected. What is a toque? With- To us, a toque is a beanie, but it's, like, any form of, like, warm winter hat, so it can be, like, the big ones with, like, the flaps and stuff like that, just, like, the regular ones that you get for, like, giveaways and stuff, or, like, the pom-pom ones. Yeah, those are, it's a toque. A toque.
1: Toque. Can't wait to whip that one out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Spelled T-O-Q-U-E.
1: Yeah, I hate that. (laughs) That's not how you should spell that pronunciation of word. Like that's- I toke. was
2: expecting like T-U-K-E. Yeah. Toque. Toque. <laughs> okay.
0: So So yes. So wearing a toque in July is not something that I expected. I will be packing them again because like you, Kaz, I don't really have high hopes that we're not going to uh I don't really have high hopes that we're going to get any sort of pleasant weather while we're there. Right. I will be packing rain gear and a couple pairs of gloves to cycle through and multiple pairs of shoes. Because if there was one thing that I learned in July as well is that it was so thick and dewy every single morning that, like, my vessies were borderline not standing a chance. So... I will be packing multiple pairs of those. Um I'm very excited to be going back to Pebble. So the assistant superintendent that we all worked with while we were there, Cole Patrick reached out to us and uh offered us to return and since Julian was already going to conference and Cassie was already going uh through some connections that she had made during our time at the US Women's Open, I happily took Cole up on his offer. So I also used the uh, tournament as a fantastic reason to leave Canada a couple days early and to be able to fly in and get to see and hang out with the girls for a couple of days before we head down to Monterey. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. I am secretly hoping just a little bit that I get a different job than I had last time to be able to see kind of a different part of the course and maybe experience a little bit more uh, interaction than I did from my fairway mower. But I'm excited to catch up with everyone that we met at the tournament in July. I'm excited to see Martine again. I am very excited to hopefully eat some chili and just hang out at that beautiful spot for the week again because I really did love being at that course
1: yeah i'm right there with you i'm interested to see how much overlap there is between me being right down the road at spyglass and you at pebble uh since the courses are very close to each other and holding holding a tournament so it'll be interesting but honestly i am just my fingers are so crossed that it's not like cold that that pacific (laughs) does me in in a way like when it's going to be cold i know don't tell me that now though because i'm trying she's holding out (laughs) hope (laughs) the nice thing is it's like california code cold so then i'm gonna go to ohio and i'll be like wow this is terrible and i'll come back and be like this is great so that's gonna be nice for me but (laughs) when that pacific mist comes over the hills here it just, like, hangs in the air and immediately puts me in a bad mood. Like, I, I'm a sunshine girl. Like, I really thrive in the sun. And as soon as that gloom and moisture and just, like, clamminess in the air, like, as soon as my bangs are wet unnecessarily, I'm not having a good day. <laughs> I'll soak up all the sun
2: in Arizona for you both. Yeah, don't send pictures. No. Thanks. It's gonna be like sunny and like seventy-five the whole time yep. I'm there. And I'm like, let's go.
0: Um so it's actually interesting too because Cass will be meeting and interacting with a large group of people from my course that I know. So my senior assistant superintendent Stu will be there, my counterpart second assistant pat will be there my former assistant superintendent tom morrison will be there and one of our grounds crew members ray will be there as well so it's a big country hills representation at spyglass this year so i'm very (laughs) excited for cassie to be able to meet some of these people that i've talked to her so much about and then hopefully we can kind of have a chance to all catch up together at some point and maybe go for dinner or something like that because they've heard just as much if not more about Cassidy. (laughs) That's kind of a fun little factor for me as well. It's like worlds colliding down there this week.
1: Right and honestly for all three of us we kind of have a lot of cross-contamination that's going to start happening as this is now the season where everybody's able to go out and get extra education and do different networking events that you know Julian's going to be down at the golf show she's definitely going to run into people that anyone else has worked with and then later on in the month of february Julian and I are both going to the spring symposium uh, in northern california and you've already said some people from your course are going to be there we're going to be everywhere you're never going to hear anything else except on our turf
0: <laughs> taking over the world (laughs) seriously and i think that's something that we're really excited and kind of looking forward to about all of these events coming up as well is to be able to shake hands and meet some people and put some names to faces and things like that for us getting out into the turf world but also to be able to sort of share those events with our listeners and the people who follow us on our socials and that sort of thing and kind of help just connect them to those through that virtual space so uh, we're planning on filling your feeds with content during these events and we're really excited to be sharing all of it with not only each other but our on our turf community that we've kind of built
1: as natalie mentioned before She's coming in a few days early so that we can all get together because with my leaving for a wedding at the end of the week and Julian being in Arizona, our only time to kind of have some crossover is right before the tournament begins. So we're all going to get together at the catio, (laughs) which is what my apartment is named for (laughs) a couple of reasons. (laughs) And I asked girls if they wanted to go for a hike and I think we're going to do it. So they're not super, they're enthusiastic about it enough.
0: <laughs> we're we're excited. We were uh preparing for the <laughs> we're preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best based on the last time we went for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I texted in the group
1: chat and said, Do you guys want to go for a hike? And everyone was down. And then I said, How does three to five miles sound? And nobody (laughs) (laughs) replied. So so based on that response, I have a feeling that we're going to find some really good trails. And it's going to be girls in the wilderness on our turf takes on the
2: Bay Area by foot. I think I'll be more prepared for this hike. I'll have my hiking shoes and I won't be wearing pajamas. And it'll be great.
0: (laughs) There will be no Crocs on foot. I can attest to that. Um, Yeah, I agree. A little bit more preparedness. And I think, too, that we're just also looking forward to being able to spend some time with each other. That it really wouldn't matter what we did. Cassie could tell me we were walking to the moon and I'd be okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, it's so exciting because... Earlier when we had recorded one of our episodes, we had kind of said like, yeah, you know, we have some big goals. Hopefully we'll all be able to show up to the golf show in 2025. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I'm sure we can squeeze in seeing each other sometime before 2025 begins. So now that we have that date, which is a week from now, um, we're all very excited about it. It's going to be so great to get together. And who knows what's going to happen. Maybe total domination of everything. Like.
2: You never know. We'll be getting some cool content out of us on our socials of all three of us in the same place at the same time.
0: One hundred percent. And speaking of socials content, we've already sort of put the call out to start gathering questions for our q and a episode. So we're hopeful that if you're listening, you'll shoot us a question. It does not have to be turf related. It can be turf related. It can be about anything that you've heard on the pod, anything that you're curious about our lives. We are just happy to kind of continue getting ourselves out there, sharing this experience. And really this Q&A that we're looking to host can't happen without our listeners. So if you're listening to this episode, there's an ability on Spotify to just directly drop a question at the end there. We'll be posting links on our socials. Our website will have a place. We're trying to make this as accessible as possible. So keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks, but know that we have already started looking for that from our listeners. And on that note, as per usual, you can find us on all of our socials at OnOurTurfPod. You can also visit our website at OnOurTurfPod.com or shoot us an email at OnOurTurfPod at gmail.com. So we're always looking to hear from you guys. Um, Keep an eye out for all of the fun and exciting things that we're doing in the next couple of weeks. And we will be back with a fresh new episode in your feed on February 5th. So, you will hear from us again in a sort of formal sit-down pod session setting then. February 6th. February 6th. My
2: the bad. This 5th is a Monday. Is a
0: Monday. I looked at the wrong day. So, we'll be back in action February 6th. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Just a closer. Uh, Have a good couple weeks, everybody. <laughs> bye. Bye.